Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We are in a season that is known as Advent, traditionally a time when Christians looked forward with anticipation for Christmas. At that time when we look forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Indeed, the word Advent itself just means coming. We're going to be reading through a book written by Christopher Ash called Repeat the Sounding Joy which is actually a reflection or a devotional reflection taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1 and 2. would love to invite you to join us in these daily readings, a chapter every day, as together we look forward to the Lord's coming, rethinking about the first coming, but also longing for his second coming. We trust that you're going to enjoy the journey and that indeed you are going to be blessed. Thank you and welcome. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 33. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, his kingdom will never end. Chapter 5. Good Government at Last We are five days into Luke's Gospel and you may by now be wondering when Jesus is going to get a mention. After all, we know Christmas is not about Santa Claus or reindeers or fairy tales or presents. It's about Jesus. So why haven't we heard about him yet? Answer? We need the warm-up so that we can understand Jesus when we are told about him. One of the many reasons I love the Bible is the way God speaks to us in a language we can understand. If a philosopher wanted to introduce Jesus, we might be left swimming around in long words, but not so with Luke's introduction. The story of Zechariah and Elizabeth sends us scurrying back to read the Old Testament. Zechariah is a priest in the temple. The conception of their child echoes other Old Testament miracle babies from Isaac onwards. So, as readers, our minds are thinking Old Testament. And now, as the angel Gabriel goes on his second mission to visit Mary, everything he says about Jesus is in Old Testament language. He tells Mary four simple and wonderful things about her soon-to-be-conceived baby boy. First, Mary's son will be a king. That's all about David. Her fiancé, Joseph, is a descendant of David, in verse 27. Joseph will be the legal adoptive father of the boy, so the boy will be counted in law as descended from David. God will give the boy the throne of his father, David, in verse 32. So we scurry back to 2 Samuel chapter 7, where we learn of God's amazing promises to David, pledges that won't be fulfilled until Jesus reigns. One day, there will be a perfect king. David was a great king, but far from perfect. I mean, think of Uriah and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel chapter 11. But one day there will be a perfect king. 
Second, Mary's boy will be called the son of God. Luke 4 verse 32. David and his dynasty were called sons of God. See Psalms 2. But Mary's boy will have a real, deep, eternal, and intimate relationship with God the Father. He will make God the Father known. He will love God the Father and God the Father will love him with an unbreakable love. All our longings for intimacy, security, and love will be fulfilled through this boy, this son. For the first time in human history, somebody will love God with heart, mind, soul, and strength. When our human rulers govern, mostly they think too much about themselves. But this ruler will govern in loving loyalty to his father. He will not puff himself up. He will not grab at privileges or use corruption to get his way. No, he will be the first ruler in human history to love God perfectly. Third, Mary's son will be entrusted with very great power. He will be the son of the Most High, Luke 1 verse 32. The Most High is a very old title for the all-powerful God. He governs everything in every place. This new king will reign over Jacob's descendants, that's in verse 33, which means the believing Jews and all the Gentiles who believe in the Messiah are grafted into the people of God. We worry when a human ruler gets too much power. That's why our wisest systems of government have checks and balances, so that nobody wields absolute power. We can't trust them to. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. But for this king, absolute power is just what we need him to have, for he will use it for perfect justice. Fourth, this boy's reign will never end. Our problem is that bad governments often go on too long, and good governments don't last. But for this king, his kingdom will never end. Verse 33. When Jesus returns to earth, Mary's boy will be seen as the ruler of the new creation for all eternity. We need not worry that he will be toppled or die or abuse his power, for his will be the perfect reign that the whole creation has longed for ever since Adam messed up his job of ruling the world. It's not difficult to understand what Gabriel says to Mary. Her son will be a king who fulfills the promises to David, king in a beautiful relationship as the son of God the Father, a king with absolute power who will never abuse that power, and a king whose reign will never end. No, it's not hard to understand, but sometimes it's hard to take in the scope of just how wonderful it is. Look at today's news headlines. What frustrates or saddens you about your government or the senior management in your workplace? Where is corruption, self-interest, or just plain attention-seeking evident and ugly in its effects? Meditate on that. But then, Turn your thoughts to rejoice in Jesus the King and to look forward and long for his return when he will enter fully into his kingdom and the will of God will finally be done on earth in the same way that it is done in heaven. And we sing, I cannot tell how all the lands shall worship when at his bidding every storm is stilled. Or who can say how great the jubilation when all our hearts with love for him are filled. But this I know, the skies will sound his praises. Ten thousand thousand human voices sing. And earth to heaven, and heaven to earth will answer. At last the Savior, Savior of the world, is King. 
William Young Fullerton, 1857-1932. And let's pray. Father God, thank you that Jesus, your son, is the perfect king in David's line. We praise you that he will wield your almighty power. We rejoice that he loves you as your loyal son. We are comforted that his reign will never end as we look beyond Christmas to that future day we say in our hearts at this Advent time. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Grace Point Church podcast today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue in this Christmas series of devotions and as we continue to long for our Lord's return. Even so, come Lord Jesus.